This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible. That was my... Fuck you! <laughs> that was my Dracula impression. Oh, was it? I just thought you were having a stroke. I don't know what the fuck was your problem. That was my sweet Dracula impression. Because this week's episode is brought to you by Audible. And you can get a free audiobook like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Plan that out. Yeah. Little cutie. Little cutie pie. And it's read by... Bram Stoker? Did he read no, it? No, Alucard. All right. <laughs> Alucard? At first I thought you said the band Yellow Card. Yeah. I was like, what yes. is your... <laughs> Yellow Card? The whole band. Yes. The whole band reads Bram Stoker's Dracula. And All you right. can get that for Let's free... kick it up. Yeah, get out on of here. audibletrial.com slash bmovie. That's audibletrial.com slash bmovie for your free audiobook and audio... audio bleh. Get out of this ad! This ad is done! For your free audiobook and free trial of Audible, check out their sweet service. And even if you, whatever reason, oh my you get, God. Rid of the, get rid of the app, you still can go, I mean, not get rid of that, but get rid of your uh, subscription after the 30 days. You can still have access to those books. They don't go away. So you can do that. It's sweet. And keep listening to Dean Koontz books. What are you doing with your lives? They're remaking Stephen King movies now. How many Dean Koontz books has been made into a movie? One? Why don't we have more Dean Koontz movies? I would look them up if I wanted to. <laughs> so you're telling me you do want to. I do. I'll wait. Nah, just end the ad. I'll wait. Let's begin a podcast. <laughs> we got something to do here. We do have something to do, and you have something to do, and that's go to audibletrial.com slash bmovie for a free audiobook today. Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 209. 209. 209, won't you be mine, sucker? No, what? What happened there? What are we doing? Where did that come from? I'm channeling my inner Booker T. Does it say 209? Yeah, does it say, because Booker T was the nine time, nine. No, he was a five time. I mean, eventually at the end, wasn't it? How many championships did he have? It doesn't count. Probably nine. Only the nine five. Time, probably nine time. Nine time champion. When he well, held up five fingers well, and four this fingers. Isn't, this is when not. When he did the spin a rooney. This is not. Up two this arms. is not the wrestling podcast where we talk about a two arm Booker T. Booker T does have two arms. <laughs> well, we're not talking this about him. This is a crazy thing. This is real. We're not talking about Booker T. We're talking. One day he'll star in a movie, and we'll watch it, and we'll talk about Booker T. But today is not that day. No, today we're doing other is the stuff. day. This is episode two nine of the B Movie Breakdown, a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesomely bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, what the fuck. Not even awesomely bad. Sometimes just fucking awesome, like last week's movie, Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich, and this week's movie, fucking. Awesome, but sometimes just bad, bad, like other movies that I won't name, but they're just shit, and I just want to kill myself for watching them. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes we watch those. Sometimes we, we do watch those. Do but that. sometimes we get rewarded, like this week we get rewarded, and last week we got rewarded. And you can check out every episode of the podcast everywhere you find podcasts Man, Apple Podcasts, going Spotify. You're going fast. Google Podcasts. This is a lot to take I'm, in. Yeah, I'm getting you. I'm getting you. Getting what you is excited, that? Getting you pumped. Snap my fingers. Snappity snap. Oh my snap. god, what are we doing here? Where are we? We are on the B Movie Breakdown. You can follow us on social media at B Movie Breakdown. BMBPodcast.com is our website. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We're all over that shit. Doing a 31 Days of Horror thing. I'm listening to a movie each day. A little suggestion to check out during the month of October uh, when you're watching those all your little horror movies, you little sillies. Uh, what are you doing? Where are we? Who am I? Should, Who are you? That should be a horror movie, The Sillies. Well, I copyrighted it, so you can't make it. 
Well, there's already one called The Spookies. Ah, wow. So. I don't like that one. Why not? It sounds bad to me. Like, well, some people still call haunted houses spook houses. I don't like that either. But that's like what they're called. But I'm just that kind of a guy who's like, that's too close for me. I'm just like, no, we don't need to call it like ghost house or something. Or, but yeah, I don't know. I just, they were just called. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're just called spook houses still. I think sometimes they're still... Because I think spook house is different than haunted house. I think they're slightly different styles. I don't know anything about that kind of shit, really. But uh, it's uh, spooky time here on the B-Movie Breakdown. Because we're in the yeah, month it, of October with a horror-a-thon. Yeah, it feels spooky to me right yeah, now. It's spooky, and it's also spooky on our wrestling podcast, The Reversal. Is it that it's spooky? It's all scary though? and spooky. Is it, though? And uh, you can listen to that you do, everywhere you, you find do, podcasts. Do one spooky thing on that podcast. I did so many spooky things. You just didn't see them. They're subtle. Oh, is that why your hands are below the table? <laughs> I don't know. I don't mm. want to know about that. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's a wrestling reference, and you can check out that podcast everywhere you find podcasts as well. And follow right, us on there. Let's get on with the podcast. This. Let's do it. You can follow us on social media for that podcast at Reverse This. Nick, do you have some things to plug? Just in? follow me on the Instagram at Scatterville Stories, where I post illustrations that I have done myself and writings too. And if you want, All right, hurry it up. I've printed, I've printed, I was about done. Thank you. I got a limited run of a comic I wrote, Transformers related comic I wrote and illustrated. Slide into my DMs and I can send it to you if you want. We can work something out. But that is all I am going to say because there's a podcast going on right now that we need to get to because that's what we do here, I guess, uh, is your, a podcast. Are your comics actually like, they're not comics, they're like, they're like little. They're like little... Little uh, birds? What's that hand they're, Yeah, they're birds because they're more than meet the eye. And then when they transform, they turn it into a comic. I didn't make origami comics, Corey. No, they're like real birds. Real... I didn't... No, there's no real birds involved. <laughs> and they land on your table and they bloop, I'm a comic. Yeah. Because they're, they're more than meets the eye, just like your comic. Scatterville Stories on Instagram. <laughs> Scatterville Stories on Instagram. I wish that was shorter to say, but that's just what it is. It's just what it is, and it's okay. But you know what's not okay? What, you? Serial killers. Yeah, no, they're not and okay. And they could live next door to you. They could. I'd be, and that's what yeah, this movie teaches right. you. That they, you know, they gotta live somewhere. They do. And they could live it's next door a, to it's you. A, it's a huge, it's a good premise. And this week's movie, uh, filmed by RKSS, the guys who brought you Turbo Kid, it is Summer of 84. It's the best of the worst. Two for three on our month of our horror-a-thon. Two for three. Two for three. Are you saying one of these movies we watched was like shit? Close to it. I mean, it just wasn't my cup of tea. It's subjective. Opinions. Movies are subjective. I don't... Opinions are very subjective. I mean, opinions by definition are right. essentially subjective. I'm saying movies are subjective. They're though. not facts. If We we should just start saying our opinions are facts. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody else does? For the Basically. most part. Or what people say now is it's my truth. It, to me, this is true. Okay. Well, it's just like, How about to the rest of us, though? It's just everybody, you know, they think they're a critic and that their opinion matters more than other people's. But, uh, you know, teach their own on the um, what two of the, uh, one of the three movies we've watched so far. 
this October. One of them was not that great. You could put two and two together and figure that out. Camp Death <laughs> 3D and 2D. 3 and 2D. Yeah. I mean, it was... It, was. It, just, it just was. We don't need to talk about it anymore. It was. It's been talked about. Yeah, so this podcast, we're discussing a different film. A different film, uh, Summer of 84. Yeah, I feel like <coughs> that that sloppy introduction, shitting a movie we watched like two podcasts ago, doesn't do this movie uh, the justice it deserves, because it's a huge shift. Every once in a while on this podcast, we watch a film that is legitimately good on all fronts. You don't need to be subjective about it. You can just say it's a good film. No, and you know what's funny is uh, this movie, Summer of 84, uh, a film I definitely very much looking forward to ever since I saw a trailer or heard it was announced. Uh, the dudes who made this film, RKSS, is like their little group of guys that uh, made this movie. Uh, I follow them on social media because I thoroughly enjoyed their other film, Turbo Kid. It's a fantastic fucking movie. Uh, Canadian, you know, it's a Canadian film, and uh, it got some some love here and there here in the states. But it uh, it's definitely a cult thing. I think this one will too. But man, this one, if it could, could get like a wide release or something, I mean, it win this awards. Is, this one is a solid fucking horror movie. It it builds the suspense perfectly. It does. It does things like, oh man, it's so it's such a good movie for being this movie that's like about a killer, but the way it handles the killer, it's just like it's. I feel like it's one that's like sometimes they do this, like you know, like they think it's this person, but they don't know, and it ends up being that person. But the way this was built, and the way like it built to the moment when you find out and the reveal. And then the aftermath of the reveal, I even, I feel like, um, just, it just took it to a different level and just really, really hit it home for me. I think this movie was, there was, there, one other way I would have, would have been fine with the movie ending, you know, just when I mentioned Davy's face on the milk carton and him still getting away. Yeah. That would have been also neat. Like, it was just in my head, like, oh, that would have been a neat thing too. This ending was fucking amazing and great. No, it's because, yeah, this movie, no, because it's absolutely, the film's absolutely horrifying. And it, it just lulls you into it. it. It just incrementally escalates the situations. Plays... And, then, and then brings it down. Mm-hmm. And brings it back up a little bit. And then brings it down. It's like, it's a it's a roller coaster. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very, um, it's a very steady roller coaster until it's not. Then it drops off, and then it's just it just is. Yeah, and it, and it gets you profound too. talk. It gets you too because it, there is a point where you almost maybe think that maybe it's not this guy. Well, there's the whole, a few times where the whole time I was watching it, like the like I'm watching it. I didn't say for sure that the kids were wrong and who the killer was, or Davy <coughs> and Davy thinking who the killer was, but I was watching it as if he was wrong. Like if he's wrong, here we go. Which is why it's even better because you I know, almost, he's I almost, not. If he wasn't wrong, I almost don't know the turn it could have taken. I mean, they would have done something. It would have been something creative, I'm sure. But it's just interesting, like to think about what if they, they wrote this movie went that way, where he was wrong, and it was somebody else. Like the, it's interesting because like who would it have? Been? Well, what if you his what dad if, or something like? What if you live next to a bad guy? 
I mean, that's like the concept of that's the uh, the premise of the film. Yeah, it's it's the tagline. But only you're the well. one. Only you're the one. What's the tagline? What's it say? The tagline for the movie. Yeah. Is shit. I had it pulled up. That can't be the tagline for the movie, Corey. Yeah, shit. I had it pulled up. Shit. I had it pulled up. Summer of '84. Damn it. I wasn't even alive in the summer of 84. Neither was I. I was alive in the winter oh, of 84. Every serial killer lives next door to someone. Yeah, and then what if you knew? What if you had an inkling that, that you knew who this guy was? And like we're, I mentioned it while we were watching the movie. It has that like small feel of, you know, like the burbs. That's kind of like... It does. That just that like, oh, our neighbors are up to something and nobody believes them. Nope. But I guess for most of the movie, they don't tell anybody else. No. In the burbs, he's like trying to get other people rallied, and everyone thinks he's a fucking madman, and it ends up not being it's right. the whole thing. But like, yeah. um, and that's much more of a comedy than this. This is like a more like serious. This is not a comedy. There, I mean, there are funny lines. Yeah, but it gets when it gets serious, it's over. You're right. And the the kids in the movie are whole. They have like their lines. Very, you know, 80s, teenage kind of banter, horny teens, uh, real funny lines uh, throughout the whole movie. And You got uh, some, as long as we're here? To, oh, yeah, I, throw, I definitely... Uh, throw some, throw I some at us. I definitely wrote some down. As we escalate, Let's because this is how the movie begins, so let's just throw some at these people listening to this beautiful podcast we're doing right now. Well, one of my favorite ones... Yeah, do that. ...was, um, well, actually, the first quote I wrote down was a one by... One Mr. Mackey, but I'll save that for a little bit later because it kind of just just adds to some of the. Uh... It was one that I wrote down right when right in the beginning because they they make you feel that this guy is creepy right of from the course beginning. yeah before you even know that there's murders or well you see the newspaper somebody being missing yeah you get they give you the creep vibe on, on this guy early and I think that's one thing that works well about this movie that in the parts where you. you that makes you second guess is something like that, that they introduce it so early on, literally in the first minutes of the movie. Yes. That this guy's a creep. And you're like, like they're just doing this to like, make you think because it's, like it's a double they're bringing, swerve. They're bringing it on so hard, so yeah. early yeah. that it almost double, it almost tricks you. But I'll, I'll, I'll save that line for a little bit later. Uh, one of my favorite lines from one of the kids is when they're um, caught peeping on Nikki, the next door neighbor that Davey, the main character has a crush on. Yes. He, uh, you know, they're looking over at her and, well, they're, were they all looking over at her at the time when this line said, I can't remember if they're all looking or just him. They are at parts in the film. They are at parts in the film. <clears throat> but they're talking about be, if they were there. Like, yeah. And then the one kid says, if I was there, she'd be pregnant. Yep, that's a good one. That's, <laughs> yeah, okay. That's just like, so, that's like a, just a perfect example of some of like, yeah, just the, thing, the, an inner... the banter. And like when they were talking about her, like babysitting him as a kid, like, he's, they're like, oh, did you get a boner when she's giving you a bath? Even though she never babysat him when he was that little. Correct. To, like, get a bath. Correct. Just, just a absurd, over the top lines like that. Uh, I think I wrote down. There were so many; it was hard to, you know, keep up with. Um, every single one. Yeah, I didn't write down too many other ones because, uh, it was just like they were one after another. Like the one kid was making fun of the one kid's like mom, which almost like now you kind of feel almost bad. Yeah, because his mom was a sad drunk. 
Right. Who, who works, we don't even, she works like 36 hours, comes home and she's drinks. She's a nurse, so she works like yeah. long hours. And we don't really know her situation there. Single mom, I'm yeah. sure, because and, uh, nobody else was around. But yeah, the other kid kept like ripping on him. Like, I'm going to fuck your mom. Type well, it like, makes his sense. His family's <laughs> dynamic was complete shit, which, too. Which makes sense why... Um, I just know him as Mr. Easton, because they said that one time. We didn't see Officer Cole again. He was a cool cop. He was cool. That, I thought he. I thought he might save the day eventually. That kid, um, his name was Eaton. Oh, so it's just Mr. Eaton. Yeah, Tommy Eaton. his name. Oh, okay, Tommy Eaton. Well, that that helps because his name is Tommy. Then, but yeah, he's. It makes sense that he'd be the one the most aggressive to insult because he comes from the battered home. Yeah, and the guy gets super defensive about his mom because his mom has a rough life and she's just out of her mind. And he cares about her a lot. So, but I mean, that makes sense because, you know, all through school, I mean, it just plays like everybody has their own backstory, but the backstory has come to head whenever two kids interact and you never know why they're acting the way they are. Yeah. And that would be why they are acting that way. Yeah. Well, for just a real quick little synopsis here, for anybody who doesn't know anything about this movie, uh, Summer of 84, it's kind of like a murder mystery horror suspense thriller type thing. Well, you can't, you, you threw those out fast. In quick succession, you're right. It's just a lot of descriptors. It's a lot of it's, it's a, a lot, lot of genres yeah. mixed into one. But yeah. it is like a horror movie because it has that it has just that horror feel to it. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's about this this group of kids, and in their town, not even just their town they live in, because it's kind of the area too. Yeah, it must be like the county, Cape May. They you know whatever, sure county yeah or probably something. a county. They uh, there's been these kids been been going missing the past couple of years. And, you know, it's the one kid, Davey, he's real big into conspiracies, real, you know, into all that kind of stuff. Especially Weekly when, World News is his jam. Yeah, especially when it becomes uh, local, like when it's local yeah. stuff. He, you also find out his babysitter, Nikki, turned him onto that shit. She gave him, like, an article yeah, back in the day. She gave him, like, the first issue yeah. of, uh, I think but, it was called The Journal or something. Whatever, this, yeah, who but, cares? Uh, yeah. Right. He, um, what was one of the other conspiracies he had? It was, like... Oh shit! He had some like really bizarre ones, like aliens were like tampering with something in the yeah. In, I don't, in I don't remember or something like that. Yeah, some like weird shit like that. So I'm, had, I'm still the some of the earlier specifics have been washed away because I'm kind of wallowing in the aftermath. Yeah. Over so he's so he's he's had these like outlandish like claims before. He even he mentions has. like, oh, that was like four years ago. Yeah. Like yeah, like I was younger he, then, and I was, was just being stupid and silly. Yeah. So basically, Davy. He he's a new uh, a paper boy in the neighborhood. He is, and he delivers papers to one Mister Mackey's house, who's a local uh, police officer or sheriff. Yeah, and he is uh, he's uh, Davy's neighbor across the way, and you know he's known him his whole life. And you know Davy helps him move like like a dresser into his house or down this into the basement, and you know he notices a few weird things, and he notices that Mister Mackey's kind of being weird. And he just gets this weird feeling that maybe he thinks that Mr. Mackey could be the killer. Could be this... Yeah. And especially once the killer... Well, because they didn't know that it was like a serial killer thing. They didn't know it was like... No, kids are, just, kids are just going missing and it was just like a weird... like. They but Davey yeah, at first... Kids just go missing. Davey at first just feels like everything is like connected. Yeah. But then he gets the feeling that it's Mr. Mackey based on the things in his house. And then he... On the news, they reveal that this... What what they find out is a serial killer, you know, is like making himself known. Yeah, which he writes a letter to the police department. Which thinking about that, fucking ballsy, Mister Mackey. 
Well, they right? went, they said no, they he's right. getting bored. Yeah, he was bored. Right, and he was. He's not getting caught. No, he's just getting away with it, and he's like, nobody's doing anything about this? No one's even... Okay. I feel like if if his crimes were more centralized, they were, but it seemed like we were spreading it through like yeah, multiple towns. Yeah, because he was he was being smart to not get caught. Right. So then he's a you know he's just again. But but if he wanted more he attention, too he good. He should have. Right. Centralized his. Uh, but it was going on. He should have. But it was going on for years. So maybe he yeah. didn't want the attention at first. He just right. wanted to do his sick just killing. Just wanted to shit. do his little thing where he has like keeps kids in a, I mean, what, it's, a room in his basement that looked like his room growing up. It's basically up. a thing out of, I mean, it's like out of Dexter. It's the same, it's it's very similar to the Trinity Killer. Not the same. I never watched Dexter, so But I don't. just very similar to that. And that's all I'll say because we haven't watched it, but it's... I probably won't. Recreating moments, creates his own bedroom, creates his own, like, types of, uh, to recreate things from his childhood, to re- make these kids relive, like, his childhood in a way. Speaking of that, there's yeah. a really it's 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 even more chilling when you when you see Mr. Mackey in his like true like almost form. Yes, yeah, who he is. Who he is. Yeah, is this line he says in the beginning to Davy? Yeah, what was that line? When he asked Davy, you know, like, oh my God, you've grown up so fast. How old are you now? Oh he yeah, he says fifteen. He's like, oh, that age fifteen, and he goes. You know, I wish I could. You know, I could make. I could wish I could freeze it forever for you. Yeah, which is what he's been doing to kids because they don't grow up past fifteen. Right. He takes them out, and he was going to do that to Davy. He planned on doing it to Davy eventually. Well, he. I don't. I wonder if it was then, or if he caught on. That's when he hooked him. That's when he wanted. No, to. because his family's picture was on, in his house. Yeah, at the end of the movie. So no, it was in there early on too. Was it? Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, he had their picture up early on. Oh, all right. Well, then that makes but sense. Davey just didn't think anything of it. Like, oh, this is yeah, like... because they're neighbors. Yeah, we, we gave him this photo, probably. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, we gave him this photo. And they probably did. Yeah. yeah. Family photo. Dad's been friends with him forever. Yeah, dad trusts him more than his own blood. Because <laughs> adults it. always trust adults. Adults don't, like... Especially your kid is, like, always saying these outlandish things. It's trust, like... Trust I'm your just family. saying that's why it happens. Adults are stupid. Trust your family. Adults suck. They're the worst. Trust your blood. Until proven wrong. I feel like this is the situation you were in movies where they do trust the kid. Trust not even just the kid, but like if somebody trusts the person that they are hesitant to trust and they trust them, it falls apart and then it comes back later. Anyways, so you could have went that route. We're like, okay, we'll look into this. We'll figure... You know, we'll we'll, we'll no. take your word on this, and then they look, look into it, and they're like, "Oh God, we look like idiots." But then they don't want to look like idiots. So no, it's, it's like a whole... no. Well, the movie, the payoffs when mom and dad realize oh, our son's a genius, actually, and he figured out who this killer was, and he lives next door to him, and he's not crazy. That's the payoff. So yeah. worth it. It is but worth like, it. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> he said sorry. Yeah, sorry, son. You could have stopped this guy, because. He trusted, he went to his, because how many of these movies, they, they really don't even go to the parent. I mean, I guess they always do go to the parents, and the parents always blow them off. So that's the point, I guess. But how many times, sometimes they don't even go to the parents. Like, we got this, we'll get him, we'll just take him to the cops. They go to mom and dad, people who are supposed to have your fucking back. But that, and that, I think that's a just great storytelling, because it adds a level of frustration to the movie. It, no, it does. No, it's it's good storytelling. I'm just, in the moment, right. characters. Right. Yeah, no, the story's fine. It works out perfectly. And uh, we should mention, too, there are... Davey is the main character, but his three friends, Tommy, his nickname is Eats, uh, yeah. w- uh, Woody, and oh, Faraday, those are his two, three friends. Yeah. They each have their own... It's like, 
you know, you almost, you could say it's like, you know, this homage to the 80s, which it is. But even movies in the 80s had the groups of groups of kids and each character had their own, like, core. Yeah, of course. Their own, like, different style and attitude and everything. It's like Monster Squad or Goonies yeah, or all this kind of stuff. Friends. And, you know, and this movie comes out at a perfect time where stuff from the 80s is popular. You got Stranger Things. You had It come out and it yeah, took place in the 80s. Called the, the whole genre called Kids on Bikes. Kids on Bikes. <laughs> Kids on Bikes. So and two of those things share an actor for fuck's sake. It and Stranger Things. And it, yeah, isn't isn't the one of the kids from Stranger Things in it the new it? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that kid, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. That did. Cat, uh, he's just trying to own that whole kid on bike market, huh? Yeah, no sharing here because this is a little bit uh, smaller budget of movie, but it did have uh, Rich Summer from Mad Men fame. Yeah, uh, he played the end up being the killer uh, Wayne Mackey, and uh, Rich Summer's awesome. That hey, guy, Rose. he's a great actor. He's phenomenal. Um, also he, nailing it in Glow, by the way. Nice. Glow. I did not know he was on Glow. Different character. He was great in uh, What Out American Summer 10 years later. He was on that. And the guy has been in a bunch of stuff. And he was in First Day at Camp as well. The, um, both What Out American Netflix series. But you know what he kind of played like a douchey creepo in previously was The Office. Oh, yeah. He played a character that, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like creep. I don't know. He, it was when Pam was like in art school in New York. Okay. And he's one of those guys. He was like kind of into her and wanting her to like stay and like in, like, yeah, not, yeah, not go back to gym type of, go back to Scranton sure, gym and stuff. Makes sense. So he kind of had that like weird vibe to him in that. But, uh, yeah, Rich Summer Rules. Uh, I mean, if you don't, if you see his face, you'd probably recognize him instantly, especially mm-hmm. if you watch Mad Men. He's, uh, he was Harry Crane. Very recognizable man. On Mad Men. He also did a voice in a game, um, shit, uh, it's called Firewatch. Oh. And. That's neat. He's like the voice of, like, the main character or the voice that's on the radio. It's a game where you're kind of just by yourself and you're a Firewatch person and it's I think it's supposed to be slightly creepy, not really, type of thing. And he's like the vo- vo- main voice in it. So that's, that's a game I always wanted to play, and I never, um, never had the chance to do that. So I should, I should look into that. It's an indie game. Do that it was pretty popular. Won some awards, and I think this movie uh, won some awards actually, like on the indie festival circuit. It went to Sundance and, and I think a few other. Um, Film festivals, Cinepocalypse in Chicago and stuff like that, and it actually won an award there as well. But it's just great. But, it's just uh, but a, a but great one, journey. It's a great ride. One thing I was going to mention too earlier on in the uh, uh, in the episode was that you know I really wanted to see this movie, and I remember once it started hitting festival circuits and things like that, and people were seeing it. It had like mixed reviews, and I was like, I always just kept like being like, no, there's no. And I feel like one reason that maybe that people were kind of like eh, on it is were, what. That, like, because when the trailer came out, it was, like... I remember it was, like, big on Reddit and stuff, too. Like, okay. oh, check out this movie because it had that, like, 80s yeah, feel. Yeah, what was the initial impression? I, yeah. People were just, like, I think maybe too pumped for it. Oh. And for whatever reason, in their minds, it didn't live up to what they thought it was going to be. I, think I, mean, they, I don't know what you thought it was going to be based on the trailer, but based on the trailer for me, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. It, actually, better than what I thought it was going to be. 
But I was into it because I was into these guys, and yeah, it's way more engaging than I would ever dream of. But yeah, but then I, again, I, my perspective. I don't know if people thought it was gonna be like more of like a slasher type because yeah. it gets to that. Yeah. But I don't know if they, you know, Summer of '84 and it's these kids, and maybe they wanted it to be like Friday the Thirteenth meets Stranger Things or something like that. I don't, I don't really know what what the. I mean, it's way scarier than that. Yeah. I mean, oh it's yeah. Scary. I just uh, like once really... once the movie reaches its crescendo toward the end, it's just pure terror. I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah. It, it really the end is very terrifying. Well, once you find out, once some once because we're skipping over all the drama and all the intricacies and the greatness of the movie because you should just this is one that you should watch because honestly it's it's too good for this podcast. It just I'm glad we watched it, but it's just <laughs> it's just too good for what we do here. Because I'm not used to discussing films with this level of um, care put into them, craft, craftsmanship. You know, a legitimate film, crazy, bizarre. But by the end of the movie, when you have a when once Mr. Mackey is found out and like, um, and he's found out in a real amazing fashion. But what I'm getting to is that Mr. Mackey is hiding in Davy's house, and then he gets Davy, and he gets which his is something Woody. you don't expect to happen. I mean, I was calling it. Yeah, but some people like I literally expect. I feel it. like most people would expect like, oh, he covers up Davy's mouth, and then somebody hits him in the head. Like Woody <clears throat> get, wakes up and hits him on the head with something, and then it's like, oh my god, we catch. Well, I mean, there. the part of him in the house was expected. What goes beyond that is up in the air. No, that's the part I mean that's unexpected is the the aftermath. A- not that he's in the house, but like what happens when he once he you see him in the house. I feel like most movies would have it be like he's being coked and somebody hits him over the head and they catch a killer and there's him. No, it ends up way worse. It, yeah, it ends up way worse, especially for the character Woody, which is very upsetting because you get to know these kids. Yeah, he's a kid. You watch the kid get murdered. Yeah. It happens in movies. Yeah, but... You, but they, unlike every other... Unlike most horror movies, like, they made the death matter. There's only, they made it matter so much because you got to know this character for the whole movie. That's the point. It wasn't like, you know, they pick them off one by one, like a no. Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th These kids thing. were established. These kids were and, humans. And you don't... And in most of those movies, they're almost expendable anyways. They were not expendable in this movie. I guess in any of those movies... It'd be like, I'd be upset, like, maybe in Friday the 13th 4, if Tommy died. Because it's like, that's a character you get to know the whole movie, so it'd be real upsetting. But honestly, this movie did it even better, because there's expendable kids getting killed, but it's all off screen, you just know they're getting killed. Yeah. Like, you just know it's happening. And only one of them you see get kidnapped. Yep, yep. And then the other, then you eventually see that kid tied up, and you see the body of another kid that we saw earlier in the movie it's fucked up it's sick i mean it's the horror part it's yeah. like no this no his he's, body is just no. like decomposing and what was that sodium <coughs> i don't remember but davy yeah and how they find out is that they infiltrate the house uh woody nikki and davy takes his dad's video camera because he works for the local news station so he takes a legitimate fit news camera and they bust into the basement and they see his little murder room which looks like his old, his old room as a kid, because God only knows what made him fucked up that happened when he was a kid, but it did, and here we are. But yeah, so but Davy records the whole thing. Yeah, he takes it to the police station, which that is a relief because you just it just cuts away and you see them watching it. You don't know who's watching it. I was worried, but then it's just everybody at the police station like, oh my God. Even the chief police chief is yeah, like, he's get like, this sick fuck. Yeah, get Mackie. What the fuck? This is in the house. Oh my God. 
yeah, oh my god. This kid's decomposing in a bathtub, and the kid just, like, tied up down there half passed out. I'm still alive. Yeah, luckily he was still, they, he, found, they found one. He one made it. He's still alive. Jesus. Yeah. Just, oh, man. And they, yeah, it's just, the buildup is so good. The ins and outs of, you know, the kids doing surveillance on Mackie. And, you know, he, you know, it's the little things here and there. It's like, why is that kid in his house? And then he has the excuse. But it's like, you find, kind of feel like that excuse is bullshit. Yeah, you do. And Could he, be true, but you and, don't know. You know, the stuff with the, all the dirt and the tools. And it's like, well, he gardens a lot. And it's like, even the kids themselves are like, well, maybe we could. They, they even second-guess themselves quite a bit. They do. You know, like, even at the end, when they're in the house, the one kid's like, you know, this is all, like, no, it's not. This isn't, we're, you're wrong. Like, they were doing this whole project for the town. That's why he had all the dirt. Yeah, because of the, um, the uh, Grundy, or Will, or whatever county you live in, like, the, the state, the county fair was going on. And they built this whole, like, um... It's a whole park thing. It was like flowers. They were like, a pavilion. That's yeah. what I want to say. And like just a whole bunch of and Mackie's like cutting the ribbon ceremony. So like, oh, this is why he's doing all the dirt stuff. He's making something. But he, but like legitimately, that is why he had the dirt. He wasn't really burying the bodies. He no, was, he was dumping them on a fucking island as they rotted. Yeah, there's just bones out in the open for fuck's sake. I mean, he could have been using some of the dirt out there. <laughs> but we just saw we saw bones just on an island. Yeah, rotting, decomposing skin off of them. He dumps a fucking acid on him. And uh, I thought it was interesting. I was reading some little trivia bits about the movie. The Volkswagen Beetle that he has locked up. Yes. That he obviously dry, jogs and then drives out to... To go get kids. Yeah, to get kids. And I'll probably drive out to the island and stuff like that, too. Uh-huh. Um, is the same make that uh, serial killer Ted Bundy had. God damn it, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> little Little... Little bits of uh, splashes. There's a lot of little like little teases of things. Uh, what the only time the movie? Uh, one thing I want to bring up too: the score for the movie is excellent. It is it a is. synth, yeah. John Carpenter style score, and it, it, I mean, I feel like because probably because of Stranger Things, like you can't do like an '80s horror movie a callback thing without having a score like that. People want it. I want it. It's it's fucking great. I love yeah. all those John Carpenter scores and. Uh, and apparently in the new Halloween, he has done some music for that and whatnot. So that's super fucking awesome. But the one time they do play an actual song is Cruel Summer by Bananarama hmm. while they're riding bikes. And it's definitely, and I, I kind of felt that way too, but it is, it was a callback to Karate Kid and Daniel LaRusso riding his BMX bike. Oh yeah, I mean they used that song from Karate Kid 100%. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh there's that song. Yeah. So, and then there's actually like a, a small nod to Stranger Things in this movie. Which um, what's the nod? One because... of the one of the kids mentions experiment, uh, you know, in the town experiment covered up by the government. Well, I mean that I know, but they just just the mentioning that that kid thought that that was going on. Right. That's kind of the deal with Stranger Things. The it kid thinks that thing. this is going on, and so that was like their like little nod because that show takes place in '84. This takes place in '84. It's true. Kind of little. Hey, what's up, guys? Type of different parts of the country, Oregon, Indiana. Yeah. One's just government nonsense with monsters. One is just a human freak show. <laughs> human freak show, and I, honestly, that's the perfect way to describe him because Mackie in his house, what Davy originally had thought was like pictures of his family, 
And it's, it's what he it's what he tells him they are. Well, like, oh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of family I have. Yeah, he's like, well, he mentioned he goes, he goes, you don't have any kids. Or he's like, oh, and he's like, oh, a lot of family, blah, blah blah. And what these pictures are actually, and I don't know, how did he get some of these pictures? Uh, who knows? Well, I guess probably from the newspaper clippings and stuff. Yeah, well, because he the, also has his <laughs> excuse me, his dark room. So was he messing with like? Was he doing like weird Photoshop stuff before Photoshop, like piecing stuff together? Well, you could have been taking pictures of stuff from the um, newspapers. Yeah, he could have been because the a lot some of those pictures were some of the ones that they saw on the microfiche. Yeah, in the oh library. yeah, those were from way back. Yeah. So when he had those ones on the wall, but still he had his victims like family pictures and things like that. I mean, on the wall in his house as his own picture. I assume it's, I mean, if you're just going to get him, I guess you could break in somewhere or sneak somewhere. I mean, who knows? But I mean, who the fuck knows? Right. Mackie's a bad guy. Yeah, he is. But that just like added that extra level of just like uncomfortableness and creepiness to it's him. It's his trophies. And, and once they figured out that it was him and t- you know turned the video in and stuff, and then the police go to his house and they don't find him. Yeah, he's gone. He's out. He's already just like, Not man. Good. You should know where this guy is. Yeah. And like, I was like, no, he's going to be in their fucking house. He's waiting somewhere. He was in the goddamn attic. <sighs> Fuck. Mr. Mackey. Mr. Mackey, man. He is He is a, a one crazy motherfucker. He's a bad I mean, he's a bad guy. You could, and you could honestly, it's like an it thing. You could film a movie like 30 years later. You could have a sequel that takes like 30 years later. Yeah. And then that would be like an honest like slasher. Mr. Mackey's back hunting down, I mean, you know, who Davey. knows? Yeah, going after Davey. Because cause that's where the movie builds. Davey doesn't live because he escapes Mr. Mackey. Mr. Mackey lets him live. Mr. Mackey lets him leave. Mr. Mackey kills Woody. And Slits his throat, and it's so upsetting. It really is, because it's, it's his horrible. face, it's... beforehand, he's like, I gotta go, I can't die. My mom my mo- needs my me. My mom needs me. And his throat just gets slit like nothing, and Mackie just holds him as he dies. Yeah, oh, man, it was, Goodbye, it, was, Woody. it was a devastating blow, for Goodbye, sure. Goodbye, Woody. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. And I wasn't ready either. I didn't... I've... I kind of thought, because there was only two of them, because yep. he went, when he's in the house at the end, he basically kidnaps both the kids because Woody's staying the night at Davy's house. Yep. And when there's two of them on the island, I kind of thought for a second, like, you know, one of these guy, kids might not make it. But then I, then I second-guessed myself, and I'm like, no, I think they probably both will. But when they split up, I was like, no. No, it's the, it's the kind of movie we thought it was and hoped it wasn't. And I thought Davy was going to die, honestly, because he cut his ink. <laughs> Cut his Achilles tendon. Yeah, he cut him so he just couldn't move. Couldn't walk on one nope. one leg, so... And then he just lets him live. And tells him he's gonna come after him. And you'll never know when. It's such a good ending. And then... And you'll never know when until it is, and then you'll be right. Great. That speech he gives is so creepy. Yeah, it's fucked up. And it's so perfect. And he gets away. Yeah, he leaves. He's gone. Burns his car. For 30 He and... had that Volkswagen that nobody knew he had except for the kids. Yep. Drives he probably had... drove that so far and then ditched it somewhere. Yeah. Set that on fire. Torched the cop car he was in. The squad car. Man. <sighs> he ain't good. I don't like thinking about Mr. Mackey. <laughs> kind of almost that name, though, is like... Just because yeah. of South Park... Well, I had too many. I had too many <laughs> drinks to be thinking about Mr. Mackey, and it's got me real sad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you, okay? Okay. Slit your throat. 
in the woods in this fucking island where I leave rotting corpses. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, but, um, his nickname also, by the way, what the press had given him was the the Cape May Slayer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this movie could legitimately, legitimately and literally just transition into a movie that takes place 30 years later. It could. And then it's just like, you know, Davy's living in, who knows what, Davy probably becomes a cop. Right? Yeah. Or an investigative something. Yeah, investigative journalist or something. Goes in his dad's footsteps or, you know, I mean... Some kind of detective, some kind of piecing things together. Mm-hmm. Because, you know he's spending his whole life getting ready for the war he's going to have with Mr. Mackey one day. He's preparing, he's going to prepare his whole life to kill this guy. Because he knows he's coming. Oh, fuck, man. Or, it, it has this effect where he just goes into madness. Well, there's that. Well, too. I mean, I, I just mean, like, he could be waiting for that his whole life, but Mr. Mackey could be dead. A year after this, a year yeah, after Mackie, the events of this movie, yeah, that's true. He gets hit by a car, yeah. you know, just some sort of weird event. But then you have Davy out there living his whole life, not knowing. We yeah, are waiting for Mackie. And then you have the copycat killer, and that's what goes after Davy. <sighs> oh my god! The next sick fuck psycho. Dave, the Mr. Mackie character is almost like sideshow Bob ish. Yeah, and- you know this, like, you know, like even that speech at the <laughs> obviously sideshow Bob never, no, he just never got. T- to kill Bart. He always wanted to kill Bart. Yeah. But that speech at the end that Mackie gives to him about like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come after you and you'll never know. Yeah. It reminded me of something that Sideshow Bob, when he like going to prison, would say to Bart. Yeah. Like, I'm coming. Just like, I'm coming for you and you're never going to know. It was just like, oh. that level, even though most people think Sideshow Bob, it's like silly and funny. The character is a, a, really yeah. an evil person. He's bad. He's a, a psychopath. He's a bad person. And he's a bad person who's, const- who's obsessed with killing a small child. Yeah, a little boy. <laughs> who is like 30 years old now. Yeah. I think maybe he's like 13 on the show. I don't know what the grade they're I mean, He's probably still in the same fucking grade. I'm still waiting for the Simpsons to reveal that there's been some weird like sci-fi time loop or something. <laughs> I mean, just to, it's something no one would ask for, no one would want. South Park, they, they let the kids progress into different grades. L- very slowly. Very slowly. Yeah, very, very but slowly. But if, if you think about time, like you're in one grade for like how many days? Uh-huh, so what can you squeeze in there? So like if you only have like 14 episodes in a season, it's 14 days of school. Yep, so I mean, yeah, it can last a long time. <laughs> Since I was in eighth grade, I don't it's know. It's funny, I haven't watched the episode yet, but I probably will have by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. But there was like um, the most recent episode of South Park, I think took some shots at the simpsons why not um well the ep- well the episode is mr hanky on like a trial similar to brett kavanaugh's sure okay that's funny and i don't know what he what he did or what happened but it's like but the episode's called the thing about a poo a poo yeah but that was like that yeah, documentary about a, about a poo yeah i think they call out um i think they call out south i mean the simpsons for being like like i don't, I don't really know i haven't watched it yet but i heard that you know, the Simpsons, like, people were, like, not oh, happy Come on, about. guys. Yeah, but guess what? South Park. No, their whole, their ad campaign this year is hashtag cancel South Park. <laughs> That's their ad campaign. They're pushing it. They just First want... episode was school shootings. Second episode was Catholic Church. This one was Brett Kavanaugh stuff, and who knows what else. I haven't watched that whole episode. Just going, going for it. I mean, the Catholic Church one pissed some people. It pissed off the Catholic League. They were spoke out, and they were pissed off. Yo, guess what? Your priests are raping kids, so fuck you. Yep, that was the... You know, fuck you, right? The episode was that, but it was also that like everybody kept going to church, and the only reason they went to church was to make priest little boy jokes to the priest. 
And so, like, the priest is all bummed out and sad that he can't just do what he wants to do. And he butters, like, befriends him. Oh, no. But they're, like, legitimately just, like, butters, like, feels bad for him. Yeah, so they're friends? Yeah. And then people think there's stuff going on? With butters? Well, not just people, but, like, the Catholic League kind of gets a word of it and thinks that those things are going on and tries to bring in their cleanup crew. Oh, no. And they have these little, like, come little sucker things. Okay, we're talking about summer 84. (laughs) But, well, people die in that episode, so it's uh, some death happens in that Southwick episode. So it's, uh... But, yeah, it was just, like, they're taking shots. You know, that's their thing. Hashtag cancel South Park. But, anyway, this is a little South Park thing. I don't even know how we got on that. Simpsons, South Park, it, sure. it happens. Uh, but yeah, I think I already mentioned the fucking music being awesome in this movie. Uh, one thing we really didn't touch on too much is Nikki, the next door neighbor. She's awesome. She is. Uh, she's not just like you're, you thought she was going to be kind of like a one-off. I kind of thought it like, you know, they see her the thing. It could have just been like a side thing, but she ends up being an integral part of the, the, the plot in the movie. And especially for Davey and his like reputation with his friends, you know, she gives like the you know, illusion that him and her have done some stuff and they're like, oh my God, the one kid's like, can I take a picture of you and put it in my shrine? Yeah, what does that mean? I think that was the nerdy kid Faraday. It was. It but was. like, what kind of shrine do you have? I don't know The shrine means. of people you know who have hooked up with girls? Yeah, like, so this people? I don't know what, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're doing here. Who, maybe he's like going to be a psycho one day or something. Oh I don't know. Some sort of weird shrine business going on. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, Nikki and Davey do kind of have, end up having this like relationship ish. And it's sad that she ends up moving away because his other friends kind of ditched him at the end, Eats and Faraday, cause they thought that it wasn't a thing and they might have some resentment for Woody dying sure. because they, they broke, they broke. They broke the story. They broke, you know, who it was. And if it they, wasn't yeah. for him, you know, I don't know. But they're seeing him at the end tearing apart the clubhouse. The clubhouse. But then Nikki, you know, you see her going away. Her parents were getting divorced, so she's yeah, so moving. She's going to Stanford or wherever. Yeah. School so, mate. She might have gone to school because she was older than David. Yeah, she. I think she was... Probably grad- high school. Graduating. Or had just graduated high school. Either one, yeah. And, uh, yeah, kissing little underage boys. Ah, uh, well... Yeah, Nikki, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> the, the actress is 23, and that that kid is 16. They're acting. <laughs> I know. It's a story. It was a, it was just a cute little kiss. There's no lip. There's no nothing getting real sensual, okay? Well, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, Nikki, she does catch them peeping on him, but I think she already kind of had, like, this weird little babysitter crush thing on Davey. She just liked to probably liked him as a kid and thought yeah. he was a good guy. But then she came over like all hot and horny. She was also getting worked up, right? I mean, she was hoping David was a little older. Yeah, well, not hoping. She knows. She lives next door. She knows that he's older. No, but she was ho- she, okay, hoping yeah. that he's older. Yeah, like wishing that he would have been older than he was at the time. Oh, I like that's a weird thing to go to somebody's house and like, I really hope they're older. I don't no, know what's going to happen you know, I really hope they're she older. Knew, she knew how fucking old he was. <laughs> God damn it. She knew it. Well, she, yeah, she came over all hot and horny. She did. And then she had to leave. Well, she, she had to leave. Who knows what would have happened? Who knows? Uh, who knows what would And she helped them find the bodies. Yeah, she got to see dead bodies in real life. Yeah. A dead body and a restrained man. And a restrained man. Scarring for them. Actually a boy. Yeah. He's a kid. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't... 
the only thing is, and it's also like, like a good thing for this movie because it doesn't show you much of the killing and the killer stuff. Because that's not it, that's not what's scary. It leaves it all in the dark and suspenseful. But I wonder what he dressed like when he was like kidnapping these kids. Sure, he, he seemed like an eccentric guy. I'm sure he had some sort of weird well, all did, black did, like well, because we see that one kid who get jumped. He's wearing like all black. He have a weird hat you, on. You only saw like it was like a jacket. You only he, saw like shoulder. Didn't he have a weird? He didn't have a weird hat on. I thought he had a weird hat. I don't think they even showed his face. I no, think you didn't see his face, but it was a shadow. I thought maybe he had a weird hat on. I, thought I just saw black glove and black jacket. Yeah, and the claw. type of thing. But yeah, yeah he could have had some sort of weird, creepy getup going. Not really sure there. Yeah, I don't, all I know is that it was fantastic. But he was. But I mean, just thinking about the things he did and throughout the movie just makes it even creepier that he was this guy. Yeah, it's him sitting on the front lawn watching kids play baseball. Yep. And uh, giving, giving him freeze pops while he drinks a beer and watches these kids and has creepy looks. They they, they just keep doing these subtle things that are you know when he gives those weird creepy looks to the kids. Yeah. It's like, oh, yep, that's it. He's the one. And then like the next second, it's like, is it gonna be him? It, it lets you makes you feel that way throughout the whole movie. Like, is it gonna be like because it comes out so strong? Yeah. But he is. He's just a fucking psychopath. And. We mentioned Davey made him call him call his nephew, right? Um, Did we talk about that? No. We should because that's a huge. That's like so, that's their first face so, off. So once once Davey reveals it to his parents that like he thinks all this stuff, obviously his parents are like you're fuck you. I don't think they would have been so upset about him if they just if he just said like, "Hey, I think this guy's the killer." Yeah, he's been stalking him, digging up his yard. But when they mention we followed him around, followed yeah. him around at night, and then um, destroyed his yard. Yeah. Then it's like, what are you doing here? Well, guess what? He's a killer. Eventually, yes. But like, it's like. I could. That's when the. That's when the dad is more. The dad's more outraged about the vandalism and stuff like that. He is. Than than just the accusation. He thinks the accusation is like whatever. But like honestly, if Davey would have just told him that, he probably would have just been like, he wouldn't have had to go tell him anything. No. But the fact that they fucked his house up and shit. Yeah, I mean that's like, yeah that's an old timey type thing. Own up to your mistakes. Right. Well, maybe just yell at your kid and just like, well, no one needs to know what happened here. Right. Right. Like. Because right. then, then that's known. Right. What are you doing? Like, what right. does that teach? But when, but when they go over there to apologize and confess that they did it and basically reveal to Mackie that they're on to him. Yeah. Um. Well, just apologizing, whatever. Uh, Mackie mentions, like, you know, the kid that was in my house with the MTV shirt on that they find that has blood on it. Yeah. Oh, that was my nephew's. We were do, uh, building something and it, he caught a na- on a nail. Some blood. I mean, it sounds like a huge excuse. It sounds like a huge excuse, but he mentions like, okay, I can call my nephew. You know, I can call him and, you know, verify this. And he comes to Davey the next day to, like... To scope out his next victim. Well, yeah, but it, his intention of what he says is to, like, you know, make sure things are, like, smoothed over, like, you know, whatever. Like, you know, telling Davey, basically, I'm not pissed at you. Yeah. It's just, you can just, whatever. Basically trying to get him off the trail, and I think... Probably at that point, he was, I feel like in the way his crazy mind worked was probably like, if I can get this kid to go like, quit it yeah. and leave me alone, I'm not going to go after him anymore. Right. He'd be fine. He can be the one that like I wanted, but I'm going to just let be, Yeah. but it might eat away at him too. 
He's that kind of guy. He is. So it's, it could go either way. It could go either way with there. But anyways, he goes to Davy's house and tell you know. And Davy's like, well, how about we call your nephew? So he goes to call him. Rings and rings, no answer. Uh, he mentioned something about they could be at a baseball game or something like that, whatever. And then Davy calls the operator and asks, what was the last number dialed from this? And Davy's writing it down on like a dry erase board that they have in the fridge with a list of people's numbers on there. Mackie's being one of them. And as Davy's writing it out and the operator's saying it, you look below and you see that it's the exact same number as Mackie's house. Yeah, he's called himself. And that's like the one of the one of the big moments of like, like nice. You know, he's, like, he's but it was a... such a good reveal. It was of like the number being written and the number being there and the operator saying the number. It was like all perfect. It was such a perfect moment. It was. It was great. So, yeah, a film too good for this podcast. Yeah, I it's... I don't know about that, but. I mean, we could talk about some of the things we reviewed <laughs> and compare them. Ah, well, I'm glad we watched movie, a movie like this, though, because it's like, mm. it's, man, just uh, for this time of year to put it out there and be to tell people, like last week's movie, like, if you love gory, bloody sl- slasher movie type things, like, why aren't you seeing Puppet Master of the Littlest Reich? Why aren't you, you should. renting that <laughs> yeah, or you should. on demand or whatever? Yeah. And same thing with this, Summer of 84. Uh, I can't believe this hasn't hit Netflix or something yet. This is phenomenal. Anybody Turbo who... Kid eventually did get on Netflix this a, will... a decent time after its release. Yeah. Uh, and it might still be on Netflix. Sure. But I have to imagine Netflix picks this up to throw on anybody. Their, uh... I mean, anybody who watches it will like it. And if you don't, I mean, you will. I mean, you, there's no way you just cannot appreciate what it's doing here. Right. And uh, the other thing, the one quick thing I wanted to mention, too. At one point, Mackie actually, quote-unquote, catches the killer. Yes, this happens. So this is when really people are like, even his friends are like, they caught it. Like, what do you want us to do? The parents are like, look, we told you. Look, I hope you're, yeah. I hope you're happy. Yeah, and Davy's like, yeah, but guess who, <laughs> guess who caught him? Mackie. Mackie got him. Okay. <laughs> right after he, they confessed. Was just to, confronted. Yeah. Right. And the guy that they catch, he looks like a killer. Like, He's, unfortunately, I'm sorry for that guy or anybody who looks like that guy. But if people are looking for a white middle-aged man who was killing, kidnapping kids, this guy's like the poster child. He's got a little skinny mustache, big giant he looks 80s like a glasses. Little, he looks like he'd be doing more than killing them. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> there, There's. Gacy shit. Like, yeah, luckily with Mackie, he wasn't doing more. We, we don't know. Well, I guess we don't know. I'm sure he was. But he, uh, come on, let's not. I thought, actually, I thought when he was saying that he was, wasn't going to kill Davy right away. Was he do stuff to him? I thought he was going to do stuff to him. Oh, no, that would take a drastic turn. <laughs> I know. Right, all of a sudden, he's I just I was like, waiting for that kind. I was like, oh my God, please don't do this. Totally just like, oh no. Yeah. Like, we went to a I was bed. like, I don't need this in my spank bank, please. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> when I'm out, <laughs> tapped out. And I was just quoting the movie. They said spank bank a lot. So it's just a joke. I not really You're not thinking about little. Nope. No, 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 not. It was a joke. It's oh, okay. uh <laughs> Well, yeah, it is but yeah, a joke. But, but one thing I mentioned to you after the movie was over with was like, oh, what about this poor guy who had his face all over the news as this uh, kidnapper and killer of kids? And what evidence did Mackie plant to frame this guy? Right. All the stuff that Davy had just given him. Oh, you found this and oh, this shirt. Well, it's I got him. Right, because right. that's he had just a friend. This guy, and he's like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> this poor guy, I his a, life. Imagine his life. I have, after a, that. I have a wife with three kids. 
People could still harass him about yeah. it. Remember that time we thought you were a killer? I didn't do anything. This poor guy. It's always you never you never really think about those people in these kind of movies. These yeah, the, the collateral damage. Yeah, these randoms like that. But uh, so yeah, if you're not if you haven't seen it already and if you don't know anything about it, just check even check out the trailer. And if you're into if you grew up in the '80s or you like '80s horror and stuff like that, and more movies that take place then or the genre, uh, check out Summer of '84. It's fucking rules. It's such a good fucking movie. It's a great horror movie, perfect for the season. Gives you those little goosebumps, chills, and has one che- cheesy jump scare, but I'll give it that. It's okay. It's okay because the tension gets real tight sometimes. Yeah. So it does that, but the but the tension is I don't almost like, almost like the cheap jump scare. They didn't need it because the tension is so. It's with the music. You don't. You don't need that phone ringing so loud to jump you. One of them's okay. It's okay. So it's like eh. I'm alright with it but, because. Yeah, but yeah, check out Summer of '84 by RKSS. RKSS. Those guys rule. Um, if you and if you haven't seen Turbo Kid, we should do that for the podcast one time. You'll fucking love Turbo Kid. I think uh, I've mentioned it before. You but, have, but you'll love Turbo Kid and uh, go check out Turbo Kid if you haven't seen it. It's it's another fucking kick-ass movie, and they always said that they're gonna make like a some sort of sequel uh, to Turbo that'd be Kid. Cool. So that'd be really cool too. And they made like a little prequel one music video. They made a music video for some band, and it huh. basically was a prequelish type oh, thing to Turbo interesting. Kid. Interesting. So that was real cool. Uh, but next week on the podcast, we're gonna do a movie in theaters. In the cinemas. We're going to do a podcast as the movie's playing. As the movie's playing. In the theater. I hope everybody at the theater fucking just deals with it. But uh, the movie we're going to watch for the podcast is the 2018 Halloween. I kind of... If I have any... if I Say I fucking love the movie. Okay. okay. No problems with it. I'll always have one problem with it. That it's just called Halloween. We already have two movies just called Halloween. Yeah, I don't know what I understand else. this is a sequel. Then if you don't want to put a number, just put a subtitle. Like you already burned 20 years later. You can't do H40. You can't. H2020. We're just Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood. That's funny. Hollywood. Hollywood Halloween. Halloween 2018. That rhymes. And long as fuck to say out loud. Yeah, no, not Halloween 2018. Halloween. I mean, that's what most people will probably call it. Halloween. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be Halloween parentheses 2018 forever. Great. It could have just been Halloween. The ret- oh, they didn't ever. We already used that. The Hall- revenge was revenge used to Michael Myers. I can't remember. No. Yes, it was. That was the fifth one. Uh, return revenge. The I don't know tradition of. <laughs> Yeah. Halloween. I don't know. Just something of Michael or something. How? Or why didn't you just call it Michael, Michael Myers? Call it Michael Myers, right? And then in parentheses put Halloween if you want. Or Michael oh, Myers. Just Halloween colon Michael Myers. That sounds dumb as shit, but I don't know. Half these things with subtitles sound dumb as shit. Like just make up a fucking name without a million, um, you know, clarifiers that tell you what franchise it's connected to. Just figure it out. The real Halloween too. Because yeah. that's essentially what it is. Yeah. Well, well, not real because I love the original Halloween too, but it's supposed to be. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Danny McBride co-wrote this movie, and uh, we'll do it. Yeah, we're we're do David Gordon Green directed, we're so it's, do a, it's, it. a, it's a leap for these guys to do a horror movie. But I think maybe some different take on it, and some people that were fans of this thing, you know, that works sometimes. These people who were fans of the material, they go and do this. 
And I'm glad it's not. Another, I'm glad it's not a remake. No, we don't need that again. No, you don't. Uh, but we'll see. My uh, still my one gripe is that it's just called Halloween. Uh, we could have figured. You could have figured out a subtitle. I feel like it could have been something. Could have tried. Halloween. I'll be back. And Arnold Schwarzenegger could have played Michael Myers. This is the end of this <laughs> this podcast. Is the end of the podcast. Next week on the podcast, Halloween done. 2018. For B Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Yeah, I'm here. That's Nick. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. 